0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We're talking NFL 2020 futures. You're listening to the Get Paid Podcast with Sean and Brad. Brad, how you doing today, my friend? I'm great, brother. It's a Thursday morning. We're talking Football. Normally, that was very forced Gump. of right around the quarter. That was very forced Gump or Always Sunny. It was a Thursday was. morning or whatever it is today. I guess it is a Thursday morning, but uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're um, last week uh, we we did about half the um, half the teams, and we're going in order uh, because we're using Bet Online for this um, for their futures. So we're going in order of um, uh, basically the, the weekly matchups. So we're going matchup by matchup. Before we get rolling here, uh, just a reminder for the crowd. Father's Day is coming up, um, and uh, and look, Fantasy Football is coming up. So, the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide is available on Amazon.com. You can click the link below. Why is it better? We give you free updates throughout the offseason. We use proprietary analytics. It's not the same stuff that you see on ESPN or Fantasy Pros and all that. Not to discount those because I like them as well, but we give a different spin. It's very accurate. We project sleepers. We project risk players better than any other publication out there. Click the link below to learn more about it. Once again, available on Amazon.com. But, Brad, um, so last week I believe we left off with the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, we're talking uh, season win over under. It brings us to what I think is a very interesting team, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Let me just give you a lead in here. So they drafted Tua. Um, Tongo Vailoa uh, in uh, in the first round. He dropped to them at number five. I was wondering if they were going to draft him or not, but I never thought that Miami would move up to draft him. I was wondering if they would take somebody else. They ended up taking Tua, which I think is, you know, I, I, I wouldn't argue against it, certainly. I just wasn't sure what the organization wanted to do. But um, I think they're going to redshirt Tua. I'm starting to see press it saying that he might get in the, you know on the field early. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick, offensive coordinator Chan Gailey the last like 4 years he coached Ryan Fitzpatrick was his quarterback he's comfortable with him i think they're going to give Tua at least 8 games to redshirt and uh, and improve that hip uh, we don't know what we're going to get in terms of an off-season off if it's truncated so that's less time for him to you know pick up the the playbook on the field so i just think the best scenario for Miami is to bench Tua for this season let him do what Patrick Mahomes did his rookie year let him do what Aaron Rodgers did there's a, look i mean the 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 theory of resting a quarterback, it is proven time and time again. Uh, the 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 success rate is way better if you let them. Lamar Jackson's another guy, sat for half a season. Just let him sit. Um, but that's just an opinion. But I'll hit you with this, Brad. Over, under, Miami Dolphins, six and a half wins this season. Ooh, I'm going to have to go
1: with over for a few reasons. I think that the, the organization has a little bit of hope. Uh, I think they really started playing well mm-hmm. uh the last half of the year right they they really battled and even early on in the year i i don't think they were pushovers. overs i just maybe think that they just were slow to get yeah out of the gates um they have hope uh fitzpatrick he's no slouch the guy can get hot right mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily keep we've seen fitzpatrick reach uh peak level of play yeah. for Mm, two three weeks at a time, and then he kind of comes back down. But he can hit it. Right. Uh, also, I think New England, you know, with Brady leaving and the whole thing kind of going away, the dynasty crumbling. You know, most likely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think there's a, a added energy to the club. It should be.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And you I'm know, I'm gonna go change- over. Yeah, sure. And and I'm going to go over as well. I think they're a 7-9 team this year. Um, You know, that half game for me isn't necessarily the best to bet. I don't think that's a lot of value. But I do go with the over here, um, basically saying the same thing that you said. You know, Fitzpatrick, look, you know, he's taken a team to the playoffs before. Uh, He was, you know, he's feisty. He's feisty in Buffalo. He's feisty, feisty with the Jets. Uh, when he, came he feisty in, yeah when he came in with Jameis Winston or when Jameis Winston was hurt or suspended I can't remember what but you know he he played really well for Tampa Bay um for a couple years look and like I said Chan Gailey he knows the system Chan Gailey knows him they're comfortable with each other but what I really like is a couple things you touched on it before Miami they weren't pushovers like their their roster was a little bare last year as a rebuilding team but they played hard man they did they played they did. hard yeah and what would happen was they would play teams like super hard for like the first three quarters And then they would kind of collapse in the last quarter. And I think that was because they didn't have a lot of depth. And, you know, the players would get Uh tired. Miami is not an easy place to play, you know, with the humidity and heat there. By the end of the season, once, you know, these people, once the the, the players were acclimating to the systems and everything, they were a tough out, man. They they went on a nice little stretch at the end of the season. And um, I think this team plays hard. I like the coach there because the team, to me, has bought in. You add Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the important thing here is you add Jordan Howard in the offseason and uh, Matt Breida to the run game. I think they'll get more out of that. They beef up the offensive line. They had a lot of draft picks. I like this team, man. I think they're a 7-19 because they're going to play hard, and they have a quarterback if it is indeed Ryan Fitzpatrick that can get you to a 500-type um, thing. And if they go um, to Tua, look, I think Tua is good enough to, get, to be a 500 quarterback this season as well. So um, I'm with you. I'm on the over there. Next team here, Brad, is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you're a Green Bay Packers fan, but I know you won't necessarily consciously hold that against them. Sure. Um, I like the Vikings actually a little bit better than the Packers this year. Um, but the over-under here – oh, by the way, the Stefanski, their offensive coach – is going to the Cleveland Browns, but they replace him with Gary Kubiak, which I actually would Mm. argue is an upgrade, Mm. Um, you know, in terms of their offensive philosophy. I do think they're going to pass the ball a little bit more. That's just my opinion. Uh, But they're still obviously going to run everything through that strong run game with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. But uh, Mm. over-under Brad, nine wins for Minnesota. I
1: think that's actually quite low for them. And I think that the Packers had a, a similar line that was low for them as well. I think that the Vikings win 10 games. I'll go over 100% yeah
0: I, I think they are a very good squad for sure. I, I think, and have
1: been for a few years,
0: sure. and I, I agree with you. I think there's value here. I still think they're a ten win team again. You know, is that enough value for me to lay money out? you know i'm I'm not the kind of guy that's going to bet futures because I'm just a guy that likes to have the money in play. You you outlay money for the future. You know, you got to wait for the whole season to get that money back. Um, so if I'm going to be betting futures, I only bet for the value, um, the ones that I'm super confident in. And if Kirk cousins goes down, you know, um, I don't, who's think their don't, backup over there. Gosh, I don't even know at this point, Yeah. you yeah. know? Um, so, and that's kind of my point, right? I don't really know. Um, whereas green Bay, we, we were talking about that at length last week, green Bay, uh, you have now Jordan love is the backup quarterback. That's a significant upgrade over whoever they had before, whether it was Deshaun. No, it wasn't Kaiser, whoever it was. But uh, Minnesota, look, they're going to be able to run the ball, even if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, which he probably will, uh, based on his injury history. I love Alexander Madison in this system. Um, the, the, I think the odds makers are looking at you know the the amount of talent that left the organization defensively, but I think they did a really really solid job reloading, um, especially with all the draft picks they had. I think it's going to take Minnesota's defense probably about four to six weeks to really get moving. But Coach Zimmer is awesome. Um, you know he always has teams playing strong defense. Uh, like I said, it's a reload not a rebuild. I think this is a ten win team easy this year. And uh, yeah, did uh, did you. Nile
1: Diggs stay on the on the roster? I can't remember,
0: dude. I don't know. I, don't I remember. can't remember either. Are you talking about Everson Griffin? <laughs> Niall Diggs. No, 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 no. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Stephon no, no, no. He's on Buffalo. I was like, Niall Diggs. I, he played in the 90s, I thought. Yeah, Stefan Diggs got traded um, to Buffalo, and they ended up using that pick on Jefferson. Probably an upgrade, honestly, at wide receiver. So I actually like no. that. Jefferson who? No, it's uh, something. Uh, something Jefferson off. Of, he was at LSU. Uh, the wide receiver. I think he's better than. than so Stephon a rookie. Diggs. A rookie. Yep. I know you're. You don't have a big oh, fan man. of rookie wide receivers, but
1: that to me that's crazy talk.
0: That no, what you just said to me right there is, is insanity. I think, I think he's an upgrade, dude. I think he's an upgrade. What? Stephon Diggs. I Stephon Diggs. He's that's all right, the man. But he, you've ever said. Yeah, but he he's cost a lot of money, dude. He costs a lot of money. And Dude, he's he's Stephon a little Diggs ornery. Wall. He was yeah, um, Thielen went out. He wasn't really able to carry the offense. I, I I I didn't like the move when it happened, but once I saw the draft shakeout, how it did, I was like, All right, I'm kinda of on board with that move.
1: All right. Well maybe maybe the guy in three years could be as good as Stephon Diggs or have better value. For the role on about- that
0: team, and they still have B C Johnson, who I thought did pretty well when Thielen went down. I I think this honestly, I think this team look I'm not gonna say they're better because they did lose some some proven NFL pieces, but long term, I think what they did in this draft in this offseason, I think they propelled themselves to be kind of the the next 10-year run, depending on what happens with Jordan Love and his development. And right I, I'm going to have to say, I think that's where the 9-win the line comes from. The yeah. fact
1: that he left.
0: Yeah, them and then um, you, you got you got some big defensive pieces that left too, like two cornerbacks, defensive linemen, and all that stuff. But like I said, mm-hmm. I like I like their reload. I, I still think I still thinking over. Uh, next one, we got an interesting one here, Brad. Uh, the now Tom Brady less uh, New England Patriots. Jared Stidham will be the quarterback there. Um, lost a couple pieces. But the Patriots are the Patriots. They had a lot of draft picks. Um, I think they reloaded. I think they're going to go more towards a power running game this year. Um, added a couple of tight ends with that being a weakness on the roster. New England Patriots over under nine wins with Jared quarterback. Hmm. I'm going to go with under for sure. I think
1: uh, I think that the, the organization just kind of starts a new uh, – new, what, what would you call it, phase path, of yeah, their phase, uh, yeah. existence? Yeah, new path, new phase. New you know, I think that they're going to come down, new chapter, right? And this chapter ain't going to be as exciting as the other ones. Uh, however, it's going to be very necessary. I think that they fall short of the nine. Um, you know, maybe I'm not giving Belichick enough credit, but um, let's see if his brilliance remains uh, without Tommy Boy.
0: Yeah, I um... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one for me. I actually think this is a push. If I had to go either way, I'm going to go on the over just because of the Bill Belichick effect. And I've talked to, it just so happens that, you know, different people I interview, they they happen to be Patriot-affiliated. And I ask, you know, the people that I talk to, you know, what do you think about Jared Stidham? And they all like him, and they say that the the press on him inside the organization is uh, is strong. And, you know, what people forget, and, you know, I've talked about this with different quarterbacks um, that have gotten paid that people are like, oh, why did this person get the extension, and yada, yada, yada. People forget that, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, when they won their first Super Bowls, they were facilitators, right? Um, when when Drew Bledsoe had his like, what was it, lacerated liver, <laughs> whatever he had, and Tom Brady stepped in and he ended up kind of earning the starting job. Tom Brady was a facilitator. It took him. You know, two to three years to become what we know now as Tom Brady and of course we've had about 15 to 18 years of it so we're used to that but remember Tom Brady was young once and the Patriots won a lot of games with him and then when Tom Brady got hurt that year Matt Castle came in he was a backup nobody knew about and they went 10 and 6 they didn't make the playoffs this year but they went 10 and 6 that year so this team, it's a program. Um, you know the the confidence that the Patriots have in Jared Stidham. I'm not as convinced personally um, from what I've seen on tape. But the Belichick factor, you know, like I said, I think it's a push. But if I have to pick either way, I'll I'll give Belichick the benefit of the doubt and say nine and seven. But hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, ten and six. But I, I really think this is a push. I think they're nine and seventeen this year. I do think they'll miss the playoffs because I like some of the other teams. Speaking of another team in the division, next up on the list, the New York Jets. Oh, I'm liking this one. Uh, over, under, Brad, seven wins.
1: Over. Yeah. Yes, let's go over for sure. Easy. I like that.
0: Yeah, so what people, we talked about this when we did the season um, review, when we talked about kind of the post-mortem, uh, the New York Jets season. Both of you and I, when we were kind of running through the stats and everything, we were shocked that they finished 7-9 and nine last year. Um, and that was in a season where I think Sam Bradford got the, Sam Bradford, I always do that, Sam Darnold got the kissing disease. <laughs> uh, but Sam Darnold last year as a starter was seven and six. Adam Gase has done well with Ryan Tannehill at, as, at quarterback, and so did the Tennessee Titans last year, by the way. Um, but Adam Gase, I think, is an underrated coach. I think people just don't like him because he doesn't produce a lot of fantasy football stars in his offenses. But they do produce. Um, Jamison Crowder, I think, is is uh, solid. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's not the Le'Veon Bell of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but running backs in Adam Gase's system generally don't do well um, in terms of statistics. But look, man, I think this team's going to be solid. I really do. Um, I think they're an easy eight and eight. I think that they're probably going to be a nine and seven team. I like the value here, man. I'm with you. I'm on I'm nine yeah, and seven on the Jets. I like uh, that a lot. Uh, before we move on, Brad, let me just talk about our good friends. Good friends and exclusive partner podcast, one bet online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code podcast one for your 50% sign up bonus. I'm loving it, Brad. I know uh, you, we, we don't really, we're probably not going to talk about it on this show, but you know, um, uh, the Tom Brady and tiger and Phil Mickelson, the Tom Brady split his pants in the golf match and all that. We had that, but we're betting on sports again. That's what I'm saying. You got the MMA still out there. The NBA is talking about uh, possibly restarting the season. The NHL has adopted a method uh, to get right into the playoffs. So we're just on the cost. The, the MLB is talking. Of course, the NFL, we're talking about futures here. So there's plenty of action to get in on. Visit betonline.ag. And don't forget that promo code, podcast1, for your 50%. Sign up bonus betonline, your online sportsbook. Experts. How do you like that, Brad? One breed. That was one money. Moment. There you go. Uh, next team on the list, another interesting team. I think this is uh, kind of backloaded. There's a lot of a lot of intriguing ones to talk about here. Philadelphia Eagles, over under 9.5. Um, weird team last year because basically their entire wide receiver corps got hurt, and so they were running with um, a rookie running back and uh, a, like a four-string running back at one point and two tight ends. Um, It was the weirdest offensive amalgamation I've ever seen kind of put together on the football field, but they still managed to close it out and get in the playoffs, and uh, Carson Wentz, of course, unfortunately for Philadelphia fans, gets hurt, gets concussed, (laughs) gets knocked out of the playoff game. Wentz, are we ever going to see him make a playoff run? I don't know, man. The guy is just snake bitten with injuries late in the year, unfortunately, but Philadelphia Eagles, everybody coming in, Deshaun Jackson back, Alshon Jeffrey back. Um, they added a receiver in the draft, um, a lot more depth. Of course they have the tight ends. Um, they lost Jordan Howard, but they have Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, a lot to like offensively here. What do you think about the Philadelphia Eagles? Once again, nine and a half over under, uh, you know, I, I would take the over for them because I
1: think as an organization, they excel. I think, um, you know, Wentz, he's fantastic, as long as he can stay on the field, He's had quite the interesting career, hasn't he? He has, man. Um, it's been a little. It's been so up and down, and non-existent, and MVP-like, all within
0: months of each other. I right? know, and it's yeah. it's so weird because like, <clears throat> you look at him, and I I look at him. Excuse me, <clears throat> I look at him, and and I compare like uh, Wentz to a guy like Jared Goff, and I think they came out actually in the same draft and were picked maybe a pick apart or something. But you know, Jared Goff, I look at him and I watch him play, and he reminds me more of Matt Ryan or playoff. Peyton Manning in that and when I say that I mean like Jared Goff he kind of gets the yips if there's a lot of pressure both on on him mentally but also physically like people coming at him he sometimes uh, throws off his back foot gets a little pressure on him doesn't perform as well I look at a guy like Carl Carson Wentz and he just looks like he he has it Right. And I think that's what frustrates people all around. And Philadelphia added a, a quarterback in the second round this year, too. Right. So I think that Philadelphia recognizes they need a solid backup given what's going on with some of the stuff. But you know, Carson Wentz seems to have it but we just don't get a chance to see him play in pressure situations at all I know I know and then the weird
1: thing is is you know there was rumors that half the team didn't like
0: him and oh, played yeah. favorites and remember that whole drama Yeah like he was favor- uh, favoritism towards Zach Ertz and Yeah like, and they, they like Nick Foles
1: better as a you know uh,
0: the leader of the offense yeah. it, it's
1: been really bizarre it it, um, it has been Yeah, and uh, he's great, and you can see it. And he's a big guy, and he 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 appears to be a good guy, but people don't enjoy him. Yes, uh, some people don't. Some people people who aren't getting enough balls thrown in their direction, right?
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, So you know what? But as an organization, I do like Philly. I think that they are the. uh, I think that they excel in that division, especially. I think the Giants are a good organization as well. I just Mm -hmm. don't think they
0: have the talent yet. Yeah. Right. Um, but but Philly for sure, man I, I'll take an over on them Feeling generous today, baby Yeah, I know We're, we're on the overs And I'm, I'm going to go on the over as well But I don't love the value I think they're a 10-6 team um, I actually think Washington will be improved I'm looking at the division here Dallas we don't know what we're going to get with McCarthy and and Prescott but I think they'll be fine enough. Um the Giants are better, the Washington Redskins um will be a tougher defense, but I still think Philadelphia is the best team in the division and that to me means 10 and 6 automatically if you're the best team in the division. Generally, um we talked last week about playoffs, you know, can an, sometimes an 8 and 8 team could, you know, get into the playoffs especially with the 7 team format, but Philadelphia, I gotta think they'll get there. Um, we'll see how what we get out of Deshaun Jackson, but like the one game when they had healthy receivers, they put up like a crazy amount of points in the uh, against the Redskins in Week One last year, and then it just kind of went off the rails from there. So. Um, it's a playoff team without wide receivers. They have the receivers back. I'm going to go with them. Even though they, they lost some pieces on defense, I think they'll be all right. Uh, next team on the list here, one um, that both you and I do not like this team, but we respect the heck out of them, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, over under nine wins in that very strong division.
1: Yeah, incredibly strong division. However, I do think you know this year and the next year, as good as Russell Wilson has been, this is it, man. Yep. This is the peak. This is going to be the peak of his performance. Those rare type of years where we can see a guy single handedly carry a team into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs because he is that good, mm-hmm. right? We saw that. We see that from all the greats, and I put him in that category. So it's to to pick under nine would be foolish in my opinion. Got to go over on Russell.
0: Yeah, um I I don't disagree with anything you said. Now, the the Rams are going to be better this year. Um they reloaded. I think they'll finally recommit to the running game. Uh very frustrating as a as a batter last year, um you know, watching them do their stuff. Basically, the Rams were the uh The the typical – well, not the typical, but the stereotypical thing of if you run the ball 25 times, you win. But the Rams would just, for whatever reason, Sean Peave would not commit to the run last year. It was crazy. But uh, getting back to the Seahawks. So uh, the San Francisco 49ers, you know, there is a statistical season overseas, and the Super Bowl loser has a tougher time to kind of get remotivated and amped up. I love San Francisco. I still think they're the best team in the division. But I think Seattle is the best team mentally in the division right now. We'll see if San Francisco – you know proves me wrong on that I think Seattle could very easily win this division and they were about a, you know an inch away um, on that goal line stand for San Francisco last year with Jacob Hollister from winning the division last year uh, I think they're I think they are an 11 and5 team uh, Russell Wilson I agree with you I think he's going to go on a stretch in the next two to three years that are the best that will be his historically best years I think we're about yeah. to see it his receivers are actually really good um, and they added um, Greg Olson which will help him in the red zone Uh, You know, the running game... Um, if they can, if Chris Carson can limit his fumbles, is very strong. And that defense, look, they're not the Legion of Boom, but they've been adding pieces year after year. They've reloaded. Um, I, I like the Seahawks, man. We like this organization in terms of the product they put on the field. They just frustrate um, us as fans in the playoffs because they always beat the Packers. And then, you know, when I was rooting for the Redskins, I think the Seattle Seahawks have eliminated the Redskins every single time for the last decade that they get in the playoffs. So frustrating to watch um, as an NFL fan, but as a better, you gotta love the value here, man. They're gonna they're gonna take care of business. Oh, speaking of the Redskins. They're next on the list, over under five and a half wins for the now Ron Rivera-led Washington Redskins organization. Ooh, I really like Ron Rivera, man. I think he's one of those those top-notch guys that, that can really
1: motivate a team. And I think it's going to be really good for them. Um, good for him for not having to do with knucklehead Cam Newton, right? Yeah, yeah right. I, I, I got to go over, it, man, because I, I do. Again, with the over.
0: I'm uh, You know, I'm going to go under here. Um, like I said, I grew up, uh, you know, rooting for the Redskins hard. I know this organization pretty well. What I'll say is, you know, I'm as excited for the fans of Washington. I'm not a fan of the Redskins anymore because of Dan Snyder. I just can't. But um, for the fans of Washington, I think this is the best um, structure that they've had in place, possibly even since Marty Schottenheimer, but probably the second stint of Joe Gibbs in that, you know, Snyder has now basically just said, you know, what I've been doing is not working. I'm just going to let Ron Revere run the show. So Ron Revere is essentially the general manager. They added, um um uh, chase to the uh, to the defensive line, uh, who is a once-in-a-basically-decade talent. They said he's better than uh, even uh, the fellow that was drafted in San Francisco for some reason. I haven't had enough coffee today. Their name is escaping me. Uh, Bosa. Nick Bosa. They say he's even yeah. better than uh, Nick Bosa. Um, I, I think the defense is going to get strong. My thing is, is Dwayne Haskins going to be starting a quarterback? I don't see Dwayne Haskins being a six-win quarterback, but they do have one of the Allen brothers, not their actual brothers, but one of the Allens went over their Carolina Panthers quarterback last year for a few games. Um, no Scott Turner system, obviously. I, I kind of think what's going to happen Gosh, I really don't know what's going to happen. I think Kyle Allen's the better quarterback. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if they're going to go future and, and roll with Dwayne Haskins. Maybe he'll he'll do better in the offseason. I just don't see it. Not to say Haskins is a lost cause. I just don't think he's the starting quarterback now. I said the same thing last year. If Kyle Allen is a starter, I think they can get to six wins. If it's Haskins, I think they're five wins or lower. And I don't think that's bad for this organization, frankly, to go five and eleven and get another good draft pick. Um, sure, but I do think the organization's on the rise, so that's not a, a bad thing. Um, I don't think they're an eight and eight team, I, but I think they'll get there, man. Rumrill is a good, good coach. They got Jack Del Rio, so the two of those together um, running a defense there, dude. There, and they have a really good defensive line. They're gonna be better than people think. They're gonna be a tough out. I just think Dwayne Haskins is going to turn the ball over too much for them to win. Uh, but like I said, if it's Kyle Allen, I think they'll be on the over. Uh, next one on the list here. Interesting team here. So uh, they drafted um, Herbert at quarterback, uh, but Tyrod Taylor might start the year at quarterback. The Los Angeles Chargers, they lose Melvin Gordon, uh, but they still have Austin Eckler. They added a running back in the draft, but I also like Justin Jackson. Uh, the receiving core is a little goofy. Uh, you got Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen. I don't know what the effect of Phillip Rivers leaving that organization is going to be here. Over under the Los Angeles Angels Chargers seven and a half wins, Brad.
1: Oh my God! You know what? I'm going to go with under because I think with with Philip Rivers leaving, I, I don't like their odds. You know, I don't like their chances. Um, yeah, I'm going to go under seven and a half. They're going to win seven games.
0: You know, I'm going to go on the under with you as well. I like some pieces of the Chargers, but you know, I don't really feel like they've ever really addressed the offensive line, and I think that was part of the issue with Philip Rivers um, lately. Um, I, I think they're kind of in a reload mode, but look, we're we're talking about this division, Brad. You and I both like Denver uh, as an up and coming team. We both like the Las Vegas Raiders uh, as an up and coming team. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chargers now—not that they're a bad team—I actually think this is one of the best divisions in football. But I do think they're the least, um, or the worst team in the division, for lack of a, a better word. You know, I, I think they'll be the least competitive out of those teams. And I think it's going to be kind of the, the the Raiders and the Broncos have vaulted ahead with their draft classes in the last couple of years and their coaching changes and everything. The Chargers will have a tough defense, but I'm not really optimistic in this offense. Um, so I'm going to go in the under as well. Next one on the list, fun fun team, the Arizona Cardinals in a brutal division. <laughs> I think they're a good team and it just but the worst team in the division there because you got the Rams and the Seahawks and the 49ers. Um, Kyler Murray, they add DeAndre Hopkins to that. They get Kenyon Drake who had a crazy last half of the season. <laughs> they add a, what I think is probably the best linebacker, the play changing linebacker in the draft where they were sitting. Um, I like this team. I hate the division and their strength of schedule, but they're over under Brad um, seven and a half wins. So Vegas likes this team as well, man. Hmm. That's a Listen, I I like the team also. Uh,
1: I am gonna have to go under only because of the division they're in, man. They're 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 battling and playing with such royalty of the of yeah. the NFC, you know. And uh, I think they could be a fantastic team and only win seven games. Yeah. You know, and I think that's more than likely to happen. If they do win seven, it's like, all right, maybe you take this team in another division and they're a 10 win
0: team. Yeah. They've got a lot to contend with, man, but I got to go with over or under. Sorry, excuse me. I'm with you, man. Like, I Like, I think they could be the best seven and nine team in football this year. Um, they just have so much to contend with. And I don't think that they've accumulated the talent on the roster. To met I mean look you got the San Francisco 49ers the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams all three of those quarterbacks have been in the Super Bowl like in in recent history right in recent history all three of those quarterbacks have been in the Super Bowl um and all these regimes as well I, I just I gotta go with them being on the under just because I think really if I'm looking at this division I think you, you're probably gonna have two 11 and five teams and a 10 and six team this year. Um, I think this team, assuming we, we get seven playoff teams, this team, uh, this division is going to get three playoff teams. Um, Arizona Cardinals, fantastic organization. I, I'm going to have them on my TVs and watching them quite a bit. I can't wait to see what they do. Um, but uh, I still think they just need another draft class, basically, to get over that hump. So I'm going to be on the under as well, purely based on the division they play in. Uh, next team on the list, Brad, the New Orleans Saints, the add Emmanuel Sanders. Finally, Michael uh, Thomas has a legitimate running mate. Um, on the other side of the field, Kamara is going to be back and healthy. Um, the Saints' defense, although their offense gets a ton of publicity, their Saints' defense, like nobody can run on them, um, so they make <laughs> teams one-dimensional. Um, their, uh, you know, their 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 pass rush is improving year over year. Uh, they're over under Brad ten and a half wins in a division now that now has Tom Brady and of course, um, although you don't love the team, uh, you know, a Falcons team that can always go five hundred.
1: Listen, man, I'm going to say it here. Best team in the NFC, New Orleans Saints. Yep. Um, I think if anybody's going to win 14 games, you know, if the NFC is so loaded that that probably won't happen. But right. if anybody could, it would be them.
0: Um, I got to give them the over. I think you'd be a fool not to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only the only way um, that they don't, um, you know, go over that total is if Drew Brees gets hurt. And he got hurt last year, by the way. Um, and they, they yeah, stole, you know, one. Yeah, yeah. With his <laughs> I'm with a doing that. stupid I thumb. Just doing God, like that. I want to strangle <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, We uh, get it.
1: <laughs> you're, hurt, you're into you're trying, it.
0: You're trying to get back on the field, we know. Um, yeah, like that's I don't so love lame. the – well, Jameis Winston's the backup there now as well. Well, right?
1: there. See, look at that. See, yeah. you know, and when we talked about Green Bay last week, right, like mm-hmm. the, New Orleans doesn't have to pay Jameis Winston. I'm sure he's making at least a million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, way more than right? that. Right? Yeah. So that's such a smart move because they have an aged quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just in reference to our conversation last week, that's such a smart move. So if Drew Brees breaks his thumb, right, um, doing this, and he's out for three
0: games, they're going to go 2-1 and at least. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, You know, Jameis Winston, look, I think he's perpetually an 8-8 and quarterback. He's going to put up a lot of points. He's going to turn the ball over. But as a backup quarterback, he can win games. Um, I like Jameis Winston, the backup, a lot more than I've ever liked um, because I've been critical of him as a starter, and I still would be. But him as a backup— um, you know it, it, it works. I'm 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 with you. I think they're 12 and four. Um, even and they could even withstand a, a couple of games uh, with Bree sitting out and still be 12 and four. I like the team, and I agree. I think they they are the best team in the uh, the NFC this year. But that's why they play the games. We'll see what happens. Uh, next game, uh, former um, uh, NFC champion here, uh, the San Francisco Forty Nine. This this back half, these uh, over unders are loaded here. San Francisco Forty Nine ers over under ten and a half wins coming off that uh, that Super Bowl loss.
1: Uh, You know what? I'm going to go under and say they win 10 because they're in that uh, competitive division. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you know, a little Super Bowl hangover and, you know, teams start to become figured out, Mm -hmm. right, and kind of come back down to baseline. I actually didn't see a whole lot from Jimmy G. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I think that he was a product of such an elite
0: system. Um, So that that to me is that's still out there. The verdict. Is out there. I think that's fair, but you know, people also forget that you know Jimmy G has been in the league for a long time, but this is still only his like you know I think he he just crossed over twenty starts last season. I think he's like seventeen and seven as a quarterback. I could be wrong on that. It's fantastic. Have to... I in my what be I'm saying is that, Sean. He's not a he's not a he's not a finished product. Right. That's that's right, what I think. Right.
1: Um, but you know he has been. You know his let's let's say he is seventeen and seven. So his his twenty five starts whatever that is. Um, they have been with elite systems where he hasn't had yeah, to carry really. anything, right? And so not to take anything away from that record, it's fantastic.
0: But uh, to your point, the verdict is up. The verdict is out, and I'll agree with that. Um, But he still is a quarterback that outplayed Patrick Mahomes for three and a half quarters of the Super Bowl. And I know a lot of people are like, well, the last last six minutes are the minutes that count, and I'm not going to argue against that. But what I'll say is, like, look, when I saw Jared Goff, I think we talked about this last week, when I saw Jared Goff in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, the dude was just playing to me, playing scared um, for the first half of the game. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play scared. He missed some throws and he missed some reads, and you know that's that's kind of what you get sometimes. But you know, I'm I'm still a buyer on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, literally, actually, I bought some rookie cards before the Super Bowl this year because I <laughs> thought if he won, then they would appreciate. Nerd um, alert, huh? Would you say? <laughs> would you say nerd He's- alert? Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Look, I think that I th- I'm going to say I have faith in the 49ers. Um, I know that the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Um, it's measurable. We've seen it year in and year out. But I think they're an 11-5 team. Um, they had two first-round picks added, like, um, you know, a wide receiver and uh, and a defensive lineman to this already loaded team. Uh, they actually got better in the offseason, which is nuts. Um, I, I, I have faith in Shanahan. Just the system just always works no matter what. Um, I, I'm going to go on the over there. A um, few teams left here. I think we got like uh, four teams left, I'm not mistaken here. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now with Tom Brady at quarterback. I mean, that's basically the offseason there. They added Gronk, of course, as well. Uh, over under 9.5 wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Oh, my God. You know, just out of pure excitement, I want to say over. Because I, I just want them to tear up the league. I think that would be the best story uh, and combine that with Cleveland crashing and burning. I think those would be the two best stories of the entire season. I'm gonna go over just because I'm hopeful.
0: I think over as well. Um, you look at this team and they finished seven and another team that was like, I was surprised at their season, um, you know, win total at the end of the year. They did finish seven and nine with the, with a quarterback that threw for 30 interceptions. Tom Brady is going to give nuts. you, yeah, Tom Brady, I think is going to give you 35 touchdowns and like, I don't know, eight interceptions or something like that this year. Uh, you know, a, a, a net improvement of 22 possessions. That can get you another two wins in the schedule or three wins in the schedule. I think they're going to go ten and six, assuming Brady's healthy. Um, Brady, this is arguably his best wide receiving group um, in his career. Uh, you know, the other one that comes to mind being, of course, uh, you know, the Gronkowski. I think Aaron Hernandez was still on the team, and they had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Um, so yeah, so I think that uh, I think they're definitely on the over. We got actually two teams left here. You have the Dallas Cowboys. Over under nine and a half wins for the Cowboys. Now with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott playing at quarterback. Ooh, this is the most interesting line I think of the day. Um, God, what is Dallas, man? Are
1: they a super talented team that's been underperforming? Or are they a team that just structurally isn't that great and they don't really know what the hell they're doing? And is Dak Prescott the guy, right? You got Andy and Dalton now, McCarthy's. backup. Okay, all right. Well, so let's... Let's say Prescott doesn't play so well. Is there discussion about putting in Dalton? Uh, Um, Possibly. And what kind of coach is McCarthy? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, if he didn't have Aaron Rodgers at his peak and Brett Favre, then what kind of guy would he be? Um, It's very, very interesting. I
0: will have to say under. I think they win nine games. I'm with you. I, I think we, we said Philadelphia is going to be, be uh, you know, a little bit better this year with the wide receivers. We went in the over there. I think Dallas is on the under. Um, the Giants and the Redskins being better. I actually think the Giants and Redskins could both split with Dallas this season. Um, I, I'm with you. I think they're they're on the under, and we it, it really is. We need to see kind of what the McCarthy and Dak Prescott kind of meld is going to be. And, you know, we haven't had many camps this year, so we haven't seen any evidence because of, you know, the whole uh, pandemic and everything that we're dealing with. Um, let's see here. We have the L.A. Rams now over under 8.5 wins this season.
1: I'm going to go under, man, because of the division. I think they win eight games. I I really don't enjoy their brand of ball, and I I can't explain it. Uh, Their quarterback does nothing for me. Their coach just irritates the hell out of me. Um, And I think when they were flying high, it was a bit of a mirage. It was a bit of beginner's luck. And uh, I think they've been figured out now for how many seasons? Two?
0: Yeah, I don't think they've been figured out so much as McVay, I think, got worked mentally by Bill, Bill Belichick. And he yeah, a he took a pounding and game. never yeah. came back, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. That could be a thing. Yeah, so I, I'm actually on the over on them. I think they'll rebound this year, um, assuming they actually run the ball. Um, I, I think I think they're a 10-6 team. Um, and I'll leave it at that. We've been talking a lot of Rams today in, in peripheral conversation. Uh, we actually do have a little bit more I missed. Um, so we have the Giants. We'll, we can just run through these pretty quickly here. Giants over under six and a half wins. Um, you know, new, new regime in place. Jared, uh, Jason Garrett is now the, the offensive coordinator, new coaching staff. Still got Saquon Barkley. Receivers are actually pretty decent there. Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and so on and so forth. What do you think? Six and a half. Tell me right? again, Sean, you six, kind of cut out for a sec. Yeah, six and a half wins for the New York Giants. Oh, I'm going to go.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the under. I think they win six yeah. games. Uh, I think they just they're they're too young. They they don't have a lot of talent, and it's going to just be one of those years for them. And uh, I you know I think just one more year like this for them until they start moving on the upward trend.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think they they probably need another draft class. The coaching change. You know, there's always a system acclimation um, thing. Still a young quarterback. Um, so yeah, I think they're on the under next one. I like the value here, man. Pittsburgh Steelers, um, over under season, win total nine and a half games. Hmm.
1: I think they bounce back. I'm going to go over. I think Pittsburgh is still Pittsburgh, right? With big yeah. Ben still there. Tomlin's still there. Pittsburgh is one of those organizations like Baltimore. Like you, you would be kind of ridiculous to think they wouldn't have a good year. Yeah. You know,
0: so I, I taken over for them just based on, uh, their, their resume. Yeah. I think, what did they go eight and eight last year with, um, Ben Roethlisberger out for basically yeah, the entire season? I mean,
1: I can, could we talk about Tomlin, maybe one of the best coaches that ever coached? I, I mean, the guy. Yeah. What, what hasn't he done and, and how much better can anybody coach, you know? And, uh, I don't think he's very likable for some reason. You know, uh, well, I think the players
0: I, like him. I just he just comes under fire in the press a lot, uh, but I don't understand does. why. he's not well respected? And I in some because circles. he has it in some in some circles. circles. Maybe yeah. because he has a different kind of demeanor.
1: I think you know he's. He's not like Belichick. Back to
0: the Pittsburgh and Tomlin, <laughs> dude. He, he, dude coaches defenses really well. I think he'll be all right. Um, I think Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger back. I think they go twelve wins. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got now. We literally have two teams left. We have got the Denver Broncos over under seven and a half wins.
1: Ooh, I'm going to go
0: under. I, I don't really enjoy them.
1: Who they got throwing for them again?
0: Gilbert Godfrey there. No, no, Gilbert Godfrey is gone. It's uh, Drew Locke, the the young guy who went I think it was like four and one, five and one, um, in the last like five five to six games um at quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah, Denver ended up finishing second in the division also at seven and nine last year. Um they added some pieces, added Melvin Gordon, um, added a re- good receiver in the draft. So should be interesting. I think they're I think they're gonna be over. I think they'll be at least eight and eight. But they're playing a tough division. Yeah, we talked about that's the a, Raiders, that's yeah. a bold prediction. Yeah, yeah. You know, the division's not that tough. I, th- I think the I think the division. You got the the, the Raiders who are better. You got the Chiefs who's better. Look, I, I think they're I think they're an underrated division. I'll say that. Um, let's okay. just close this guy out because my dog is letting me let me have it with these farts. Um, oh, he's ripping them off Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, Tennessee Titans oh. over over under eight and a half wins. I like
1: the Titans, man. I like their coach. I like the way they play ball. Uh, I like them a lot. I think that they might be one of the most dominant teams over in that uh, in that conference. I'm going to go
0: over eight and, a half. eight and a half wins. Yeah, I'm I'm firmly, yeah, right. firmly yeah. right on the over. This well, team, that's an odd one, isn't it? Eight and a half. I, look, I, they lost. Um, they lost some firepower. They had to spend some money to keep uh, Henry and uh, Tannehill, but. This is a program, man. I think that's not respecting a team that went to the AFC Championship last year and went on a crazy run at the end of last season. I think they're going to keep that momentum up. I think they're going to run. Are they going to get 90% touchdown or a red zone percentage uh, touchdowns? No, I don't think so. I think that's going to drop back, but 8.5 wins in this division that has uh, Jacksonville and a, and a descending Houston Texans. That's odd. That's odd. Yeah, I think that's that's value. Uh, that's one of my favorite values. Um, I'm, I'm definitely on the over. So let's call it there, man. Uh, good, nice, lively discussion. I think we'll start the division previews. Once again, everybody, please check out the fantasy football almanac and draft guide available on Amazon.com. Just click the link below. And, uh, and Brad, hey, man, thanks for the time as usual. We'll talk to you probably next week. And uh, everybody out, go out, make some bets, get paid. You wanna get paid, then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling, we the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday, cause the team right here know the game the most. From shot town to the Florida coast. Got swag, got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed up model, don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy for the almanac. So quit that losing, time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win, you're gonna wish this podcast never went Now get ready. Ready for the best show to begin, let's go.